Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. And good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Friday night edition of the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, check out the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, we're channel 21 at www.xzbn.net. Simultv.com. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Deborah Blake, and she is a Wiccan high priestess and leader of the Exceltic group Blue Moon Circle. She manages the Artisans Guild, a non-for-profit artist cooperative shop, and works as a tarot reader and energy healer. She regularly contributes to uh, pagan publications and has an ongoing column in Witches and Pagans. Her website is DebraBlakeAuthor.com. And Deborah, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thank you very much. And that's an eclectic group. That's the word you were looking for. I thank you for that. And as <laughs> you and I were discussing before we went to air, this is Friday. It is. It, it's <laughs> definitely Friday. <laughs> Listen, um, tell us a little bit about your new book, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales, because I am a cat lover. I am a cat lover, too, and that is, of course, part of why I ended up writing a book about cat magic. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, uh, I've written ten other books for Llewellyn, yes. plus the tarot deck, and I have a an oracle deck coming out uh, in mm -hmm. September. But I have to say the little book of cat magic was a real labor of love because I I am a huge fan of cats. I have been owned by many in my life. Um, and being able to meld my love mm -hmm. of magic with my love of cats was sort of a, a no-brainer, and I'm not sure why it took me 11 books to think of it. Well, that's because the cats didn't tell you to write it at that time. Actually, surprisingly enough, my cats didn't tell me to write it. My editor told me to write it. My Llewellyn editor ah. was the one who came up with the idea in the first place, so she gets all the credit and or blame, depending on how you like the book. So we say that she gets all the meows or the purrs. Exactly. And I can see, and, I can and, see a cat. Yes, that is, at the, that is Koshka. Is she, Koshka is one of my, my new guys. Let me see if I can. There he is. Oh, yeah. Say hi, Koshka. What a beautiful cat. Yeah, he's, he's a big fuzzball. He's uh, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a rescue, so we don't know exactly what he is. He and his sister came from a 25-cat hoarding situation, so they could be just about anything. But he has all the traits of either a Maine Coon cat Mm -hmm. or a Norwegian forest cat. He's, I'm sure, not a purebred anything, uh, but he's got, you know, like the tufts of fur. Right. And big poofy tail (laughs) and lots of personality. The brain thing, eh, we're still a little on the fence about that. Well, you know, you're, talk, yes. you're talking about you're talking about rescues and hoardings. Uh, one of the one of the positions I held on a contract basis was the director of communications for the SPCA, and oh, I cool. and I went out with uh, a number of the inspectors on hoarding cases, and I must tell you that. God bless those little kittens when they come out of the homes and the number of cats that are rescued on hoarding cases. And my wife and I adopted two of them. They were uh, mm. they were ragdolls, ragdoll cats, big. Oh, you know, little my God, kitten, they're adorable. Little kittens, but they grew into big, uh, you know, big cats. And instead of uh, running away from our dog, they'd go, here, doggy, doggy, doggy. You know what? I believe it, yeah. yeah. Koshka's not afraid of much. Um, he's, he's just a big mush. Um, he's sort of funny because he's he's so poofy and he looks mm-hmm. gigantic. And then you go pick him up and you're like, wow, this cat weighs nothing. It's all fur. Yeah. All fur. So, yeah, that's that's my boy. And I have his sister, Ember, who does not look that big and poofy. Um, and then I got another <laughs> uh, rescue cat from a different organization whose name is Harry Dresden. Um, because, I, unfortunately, um, I lost... Magic the Cat, who was uh, my familiar and who co-wrote this book. She had, oh, I'm you know, sorry for that. She had her two cents. Yes, I, I lost her mm-hmm. and her brother Mystic within eight days the Ooh. January before last, which was pretty wretched, as you can imagine. Um, and losing a cat is bad. Losing your familiar and the cat that slept by your head for almost 16 years. Yeah. Horrible. It is. Um, and I got down to Angus, who was the last of my, my old batch, and I said, one cat? No, no, we cannot have one cat in this house. <laughs> so I immediately and got three more. Because they were going to kick me out of the crazy cat lady union. It was well, horrible. Well, we couldn't have that. You know, if I would have known that, I would have sent you some cats. Well, I had many people volunteering <laughs> to send me cats. <laughs> Finding cats, alas, is not a problem. But, yeah, so so we're back up to four. Um, now, none of these guys is showing any interest in magic the way mm-hmm. Magic Cat did. Maybe I didn't name them correctly. Um, but, but yeah, they're still cats, and they're still wonderful. Excellent. Um, once again, you know, my, my hat is off to you for your compassion. And uh, any anyone who brings... A member into their family from any shelter, they are they are truly blessed people. Well, every cat I've mm-hmm. ever had has been a rescue of one kind or another. You know, mostly from shelters, occasionally like feral barn cats. Um, but yeah, I I am a big fan of of bringing cats in who who have no place else to go. So, you know, we had when I was married a thousand years ago. Somebody dropped two kittens across the street from our house. We brought them in overnight so we could take them to the shelter in the morning. And guess what? Yeah, they never left. To the shelter, no. (laughs) I don't know why I thought we would. Well, they found shelter in your home and in your love. And they were great cats. They were great cats. There there has never been a cat that I took in 
that I wasn't, you know, very grateful to, to have share my life. So, yeah, they're, they keep me, I won't say sane, because that might be <laughs> a slight exaggeration. They keep me as sane <laughs> as I am. Let's put it that way. I love it. Speaking about cats, can you tell us a little bit about your new book? Uh, sure. It's, well, it's little, and it's a book. It's about cats. I'm sorry. You want more detail than yeah, that? I'd appreciate it. Uh, so it's actually got a whole lot of different things in it besides mm -hmm. magic. I mean, there are spells. There are spells for all sorts of practical issues that you would deal with with cats, like keeping them safe or... Um, you know, helping them adjust to a move or a new kitty. Mm -hmm. um, there's a there are spells for you know finding the right new cat, that sort of thing. But there's also some cat history, which you know sounds like it would be boring, but it's about cats, so of course it's not. Um, you know, basically their their history throughout different cultures. There's some mythology. There's some stories. Um, there's you know, in in the various bits and pieces of, of the book are um, little quotes from people. This is my favorite one from Terry Pratchett, which is, thousands of years ago, cats were worshipped as gods. Cats have never forgotten this. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's things like that. There's even a few little recipes for the cats, not for you, for like treats and things, and a few craft projects, sort of a little bit of everything. Um, does your book turn non-cat lovers into cat lovers? Like, did you put a magic spell on there since you're you're a you're a Wiccan? <laughs> no, because that would interfere with free will, and I follow the kind of witchcraft where you're not supposed to do that. No, those people, I just you know put cute cats on their lap until they're like they succumb. Um, I you know I have had a number of cats and the occasional person who said, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm really not into cats. And if they spend enough time with cats, you know, pretty decent cats, you know, they're, they usually are, are won over. I, uh, I have a friend of mine who, who used to tease me about how many cats I had. And then he moved out of town. Um, and now he has two cats. So <laughs> they get you one way or the other. They get you. They sure I don't have to put spells on people. Well, that's good. That's good. Cats I'm going do that all by themselves. Cats have their very own magic. Yeah, you know, cats. Cats are extremely magic, even without the witchcraft aspect. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from this break. And explanation. Our guest this hour is Deborah Blake. Her website is deborahblakeauthor.com. We're talking to uh, to Deborah tonight about her new book entitled "The Little Book of Cat Magic." Spells, Charms, and Tales. And Deborah and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. Deborah Blake is our special guest, and we're talking about her new book, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. Now, uh, this is a wonderful and witchy book that is filled with a wide variety of spells, charms, and recipes that you can use to improve the lives of both you and your feline friends. From finding and naming a new cat to working with a cat as familiar uh, as a familiar, the Little Book of Mad- Cat Magic has uh, something for everyone who loves cats and magic. You can learn about cats through history and myths, folklore, deities uh, associated with them. Explore spells for the living, for living with the cats. Hopefully they're all living. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> improving their health and saying goodbye when their nine lives have run their course. Once again, her website is www.debrablakeauthor.com. Uh, Deborah, where did the where did the idea that cats have nine lives come from? Um, well, you know, there's there's some uh, mythology to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's a trick question because it's in my book and I don't remember where. Um, I know it's like in the it, lore thing. It's uh, it's in between the covers, right? Yeah, it's somewhere in this fabulous book. Well, you know, you have to understand that by the time the book hits the bookshelves, Uh I wrote it like two and a half years ago. So, you know, while I do sit down and reread it, you know, every other day, um, I... Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got it memorized. This is starting uh, to sound like the Senate hearing the other day with Attorney General Barr. <laughs> I cannot remember. Yeah. I cannot recall. Yeah, I can sit here and tell you I cannot recall for ages. Yeah. I think a great politician, because I don't remember anything. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember that I cannot recall <laughs> somewhere in the book. You have to read the book to find out. There, that's what. That's what a, that's an excellent way of putting it. Now, I mean, do you know? Did you you read the book? Do you do you remember the answer? I do, but if I was to tell the listeners what the answer <laughs> is, then I, I would be. You think you know, that would be cheating? Yeah. Can you tell me what page it's on so I can look it up? Well, I will give you a hint. How's that? It's okay. in be- it's in between page one, and let me see, page two hundred and fifteen. You know, that's a little <laughs> less helpful than you probably thought it was. No, wait. On uh, the other hand, it's exactly as helpful as you thought it was. This is uh, why I keep coming back to this show, because you're so helpful. I know. I know. <laughs> what do you mean I'm supposed to help her across the street? <laughs> okay. Yeah. L- listen, uh, black cats and witches seem to go... Hand in hand. Why? Why just black pack cats? Uh, where did they get the bum rap from? Um. Well, first of all, it's not a bum rap to be associated with witches. Well, no, it's no, no, no. I, I mean, for the black cats, like, I, don't white well, cats work? It's because 
when Christianity came into Europe, oh well, first of all, they, they messed with a lot of things. But cats were one of them. In all of the societies before that, mm-hmm. cats were revered. If you went to Egypt, for instance, they were worshipped and Bastet, who's the goddess most associated with them, um, actually her her followers buried their cats mummified in her temples and it was against the law to kill a cat. Wow. Which, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, you know, if you went to Japan and China and, you know, all sorts of other places, they were revered. The problem was when the Christian church moved into Europe Mm -hmm. and they were essentially trying to boot the pagans out because the pagans had power and they wanted the power. Um, You know, it had very little to do with religion, per se. It was more politics and a power play. But the... Some of the people who had influence were these older wise women mm-hmm. in various communities who, you know, we would call witches. They were the herbalists. They were the wise women. They were the people who passed down um, the lore. And they got a bad rap. And cats, almost everybody had cats back then because they used them for, like, rodent control. And... The church came in and basically said, black stands for evil, therefore these cats, which are sort of, you know, mysterious and creepy, mm-hmm. if they're black, they must be evil. Well, let, me, let, me ask, them all. let me ask a question, and let me ask you a question here. If black is evil, why do priests and ministers wear black shirts? I got no answer to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, I grew up Jewish, so... <laughs> it's really outside of my. I don't know. But that's a good question, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's a. It is a puzzlement. Uh, it does make a lot hmm. of sense. But yeah, cats in general got a bad rap, um, in part because they were sort of associated with these with women, and um, women in in general, right. not just witches, but women hmm. in general got a bad rap. Uh, we went from being a matriarchal society to being. Not so much. Um, but, yeah, you know, the the black cats really got it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the things that happened was they killed off a lot of cats. Oh, no. The Egyptians would not have approved. Um, and that was part of what led to the bubonic plague, to, ironically, the Black Death, because the cats were keeping down the rodent population without the cats to do that. Right. The rodent population spread and the disease spread and, well, lots of people died. So the lesson here is black cats are cool, cats are cool, get more cats. All right, I, I, can, I, I agree with that. People should have more cats. Um, yes, more cats. Yeah. Uh, but what is the association of cats with witches? Is, it, is, that a, is that a fact? Is there a reason why a cat is associated with a with a witch or a woman or a pagan? Well, you know, it, there is this historical connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it started. It certainly has been so pervasive. There must be some root to it. Right. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, lots of women had cats. Lots of people had cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Cats have been um, familiars for a very long time because they seem to lend themselves to that. 
Uh, I mean, dogs can be familiars. I know people who have snakes as familiars. But the truth is, when you want something sort of mysterious and connected to the aspects of life in the universe that you can't necessarily you know, easily connect with, mm-hmm. that's a cat. What are some of the myths and folklore about cats? Well, um... Chapter 2. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating facts, much. page 18. <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there, there, there are all sorts of... One of my favorite myths, actually, or pieces of folklore, I guess mm-hmm. it's not a myth, is um, in Persia... The Prophet Muhammad, who, you know, of course, is quite famous, yep. was said to love cats so much that when his favorite cat fell asleep on the sleeve of his robe, he actually cut the sleeve off the robe rather than disturb the cat. And speaking as someone who has, you know, been sitting in a chair with a cat on her lap and not gotten up to do the 40,000 things she meant to do, including go to the bathroom, right. uh, because she did not want to disturb the cat, I believe that one. Um, so, uh, one, another fun one is that in China, mm-hmm. there's a myth that cats were there at the beginning of the world, which of course they were, um, and, uh, the Japanese saw them as guardians, which of course they are. Um, so, so yeah, and, and actually they're considered to be good luck if you go into, Pretty much every Chinese restaurant you've ever been in, you'll see this that's cat right. with yeah. an upraised paw, yeah. and that's a good luck cat. That's I have a little statue actually that my Llewellyn editor sent me that has this. It's like a bobblehead mm-hmm. of the little good luck cat, and I have it right by my computer. And every time I see a story on the news that I don't like, I just bobble it up and down. <laughs> yeah, you know I. Over here, uh, a couple of the uh, Chinese restaurants, as well as the uh, the other properties uh, retailers, who are Chinese, their their cats are kind of they have a battery in the and the paw goes up and down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've I've seen that. We don't have mm-hmm. one that does that here. They just have pictures of them. But oh. yeah, it's it's a thing. I'll tell you what. If I find one, I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. What else can we you tell us about cats that will that will just Put our total worldwide audience in awe. Um, oh. Well, you know, I have a list of really cool facts. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's um, here. Here's a, a weird one. Cats cannot taste sweet. I don't know how they know that. No, it depends how much sauce like, you put on them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more for you. No more <laughs> sauce for you, Mister. Um, uh, that was kind yeah. of saucy of me, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Now, I've got to segue to it. I've got to take yeah. a commercial break. Stand okay. by. When we come back, more amazing facts. And I'm sure I'm going to get some email from the cat lovers about my sauce joke. But uh, I'll tell you what. I'm wanting to come back. I'm going to tell you a real story on why I love cats. Exonation, our guest this hour is Deborah Blake. And her website is DebraBlakeAuthor.com. And she's the author of a great little book. Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. 
that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Explanation Deborah Blake is our special guest. She is the author of The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And her website is www.debrablakeauthor.com. And I'd like to uh, thank Kat Sanborn at Llewellyn for helping make this interview possible tonight. I'm going to tell you and share with the Exonation, Deborah, how one of the two ragdoll uh, cats that, that we adopted from the SBCA saved my life. Really? Really. Um, as, as the kittens got older, I was... I was adopted by Frank to be his human. Now, Frank was the male. And Frank would come, and when I was doing my show, our first, little st- our first studio uh, was uh, part of our home. We converted a couple of rooms into, this, into the radio studios. And he would come and sit on the back of my chair while I was doing the show. At the time, we weren't doing TV at the same time. He kept on coming on, on the back of the chair, but then he started crawling closer around my neck, and he kept on paying attention to one part of my neck, one part of my neck, and this was continuous over a couple of weeks. Well, I decided, after speaking to somebody who was very familiar with cats, to go see a doctor, because the cat was, was nudging one spot on my neck. Well, just to find out, the doctors did uh, the necessary tests, and it was with a CAT scan that they, they found a tumor that was starting to grow on my artery, in my, in my throat, wow. in my neck, yeah. And they told me that it was very lucky and fortunate that they found it when they did. So thanks to Frank. Yay, Frank. And I... Well, well you know, that is, that is in the book mm-hmm. that, that cats have been known to... Uh, to smell out cancer, yeah. and in fact, you know, as you said, I run a shop called the Artisans Guild, um, and my friend Ellie, who runs it with me, we started it together. Mm-hmm. Her husband was diagnosed at this point a number of years ago with a really bad brain tumor on his brain stem, and their cat had been licking at that spot yeah. for months. He unfortunately did not realize that that meant he should go to see a doctor. Mm -hmm. But when in fact, you know, he was diagnosed, they sort of looked at each other and went, damn, the cat's been trying to tell us for months that there was a problem there. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's remarkable what cats can sense. It it Um, is. And they're very smart. Like, you know, Frank used to, I used to call Frank and he'd come running and I'd say, go get your ball. And he had a little furry ball, and he'd go get it, and he'd bring, he was like a dog. Oh, yeah, well... Except Koshka, a lot the cleaner. Cat that's, the cat that's 
sleeping up there, uh-huh. he will actually do fetch. He, you know, I, his favorite toy, which is this sort of long tube filled with, you know, it's fur and it has or cloth and it has catnip in it and right. there's some strings on it. And he, especially when he was younger, or when I got him, he and his sister were probably five months old. They're about, again, hoarding. They don't really know. Um, but he would walk around with that thing in his mouth and he would come and he would drop it by my feet and I'd toss it and he'd bring it back. And every morning when I wake up by my bed, there is at least one toy, sometimes two if I, apparently he's in a mood. And this is, I think he's like, get out of bed, come play with me, come play with me. But yeah, they, they can be very smart. Magic yeah. the Cat, Queen of the Universe, that was her whole title and she wanted you to use it. She was so smart. That I basically, you know, I never got my way on anything because she just, she was the boss of me. And she, you know, she knew perfectly well what the rules were. Mm -hmm. She just didn't think they applied to her. You know, you'd walk in and find her on the counter and say, hey, no cats are allowed on the counter. And she'd look at you like, yeah, and your point. (laughs) Because as far as she was concerned, she was not just a cat. She She was was the queen. She was queen. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, so, in, in your book, you have a section on naming, cat naming, and finding a new cat. Uh, what is the best way when you get a new cat or you go to your local rescue and, and br- adopt a cat? How is, what's the best way to find the proper name that would go with the, the new addition to well, the family? Sometimes they tell you. I mm. mean, sometimes you just know. Um, with Magic and her brother Mystic, I would sort of try out names. You know, Magic was black and her brother Mystic was was gray. So I tried, you know, like Onyx and Agate, and they just looked at me like, what? And when I came <laughs> up with Magic and Mystic, they sort of looked at me like, yeah, all right, that that works, that's fine. Um, yeah. So you know, I mean, some people believe that they'll the cat will whisper their name in your ear in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. Um, I think probably they're more likely to be whispering, get up and feed me. Um, but yeah, you can usually you know, get a sense of it. Sometimes, you know, you just name them what, what seems right to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they decide whether they want to respond to that or not. Like most children. Yeah. Or, or, significant others <laughs> hey that was a dig at us guys no i specifically did not put a, <laughs> a gender a gender on that at all all it right I, okay i got you off that hook <laughs> you're welcome um spells for finding a new cat all right what kind well, of spell would you kind of uh, stir up <laughs> well you know i mean obviously you can just go to the shelter uh-huh. And look at all the cats and try and find the one that seems right to you. If you want a little help being led to the right cat, mm-hmm. I don't know about where everybody else lives. Where I am, we have a few shelters plus a local rescue organization. Plus, of course, cats sometimes just show up. So if you want a little help from the universe to be led to exactly the right cat, mm-hmm. then you can try doing this spell um, in the hopes that, in fact, you'll get sort of a push in the right direction. And it's, you know, it's very simple. Most of my spells are pretty simple. Um, do you, I can read it. 
You sure. want me to read it? Yep, it's okay. on the page. Okay, good. Um, and you know, what I usually suggest is that you use some tools that are associated with whatever it is you're trying to do. So you might want to take you know, a couple of bowls, fill one with water, fill one with food as if the cat were already there, mm -hmm. maybe like a catnip toy or mouse or something. If you have a statue of Bast, you can call on Bast to help you. Um, and then I suggest you light a white candle to symbolize the beacon you wish to guide your cat to you, even if you have to go out and find it. Um, and then say, God and goddess send to me the perfect feline company, a cat to feed and love and hold, a kitten tender or adult bold. Send the cat will suit me best and stand alone from all the rest. Help me find the cat that's mine with a guidance that's divine. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. I call you home. Oh, crap. I just did a spell to get another cat. You tricked me, Rob. Rob, you tricked me. What were you doing? Oh, crap. I, I was just helping you get that other cat that you really wanted. You know, I didn't even think about that before I read that out loud. That's so, well, you know, I used to have five, and I'm down to four now, so, so we'll you see what happens. You need that fifth cat. There's no two ways well, about it. Well, you know, I had actually told the local rescue that if they got a mother cat who needed a place to give birth to her right. kittens you know because they've been looking for fosters for kittens and i said no i can't i can't do that i'll just keep them all but i said you know if you have a mama cat that needs a safe space because when i adopted magic and mystic mm -hmm. i also adopted their mother yes i went to the shelter for one kitten didn't work out that way um but you know she was a terrified cat that had been basically dumped by her people when oh, she got geez. pregnant and she had to give birth in a cage in a shelter and i thought well you know in their name if i can save some other cat from that but now i'm pretty sure that cat's gonna show up pretty soon thanks a lot rob hey thanks. what are what are friends for yeah thanks a lot now you have to recite the spell so you can get another cat too uh we've got to go to a commercial break right now <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you listen I love cats. They're, that's no secret. But we lost Frankie. He passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, and then, and then his his brother passed on my birthday. Oh, that just about sucks. 12, uh, ten years ago. So you know, as as much as I love cats, we also have three little dogs. We have a Shih Tzu. We have a, a Shipu, and we have a. Some other kind. I don't know what it is. My wife knows all <laughs> those, this. Those little dogs, they're just like cats in disguise. I swear. Yeah, I, I, you're so right. You know, like, I'm a small guy. I'm six foot five, and I come in at 240 pounds. <laughs> you have these little miniature dogs. And, and, I, and I proudly go down the street of our, of, our, uh, of our neighborhood with these little dogs. I'm comfortable with who I am. That's They're that's just good. little that's dogs, good. and you know what? We have six real children we have 12 oh, real well, grandchildren and you know what i'll take the dogs any day oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah you and i have to take our break please stand by exonation our very special guest of this hour and uh, a perfect guest for a friday evening is deborah perfect. blake and her web her website is deborah blake and the name of her newest book 
is W is W. Yeah, let's try this again. The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And we'll be back on the other side of this short break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back, everyone. Deborah Blake is our special guest. Her website is DebraBlakeAuthor.com, and she's the author of a real super little book for cat lovers. And the name of the book is The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And I must tell you that I, I, was, uh, I received a copy of the book from our friends at Llewellyn, and it's a cool book. It's easy to read. It has some poems. It has facts. It has spells. If you're a cat lover, or if you know a cat lover, this would be the perfect, perfect book for you. Once again, www.debrablakeauthor.com. Deborah, as always, great having you with us. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your new book with us. Uh, but, you know, you and I have been talking about the, wonder, the wonderful things about cats. People become very attached to their cats. And you ain't kidding. How do we best deal with the loss? Well, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. I've yeah. lost uh, four cats in the last three years. So I've had a lot of practice. And I lost, you know, mm. my, my soulmate, Magic, um, a year ago last January, followed eight days later by her brother. I mean, they had both been sick. And I swear, he was just hanging on to beat his sister. That was like the only reason he was still alive was he was not going to let her win. But um, it is it's really hard. One of the things for me is that, you know, I just try and be really grateful that I had them Mm -hmm. for the time that I did. You know, the problem with having animals of any kind, um, cats or dogs, is that unless you get hit by a bus, you are probably going to outlive them. And so, you know, there is there is that. You know, you have to sort of um, put your mind to it. I also did, um, I wrote a spell to ease a cat's passing to, you know, help the, the transition. And there's a little ritual to help let the cat go. Um, and a little meditation for letting go of grief, which... You know, I will say from my own personal experience, it's helpful. Really, the only thing that helps is time. And, and yeah, that gratitude 
that that you had them. Although in my particular case, um, Miss Magic is is pretty pretty much you can't you can't see her. She's still sitting right there. That was her spot, and I feel her there often. I mm-hmm. I sometimes go to to sort of automatically pet her, and I'm surprised she's physically not there. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough thing, and and um, you know the best you can do is is uh, you know you can use some of this stuff in the book, but you know I think gratitude for their presence in the first place, and, and then a, go get more cats or that's dogs right. or whatever. Um, as a tarot card reader, do you use a tarot deck that is dedicated to cats? <laughs> I actually I wrote a tarot deck, so. And there are a lot of cats in it. Mm-hmm. If I realized we were going to talk about it, I would have brought a copy over. Um, but, yeah, I have the Everyday Witch Tarot, which came out a year and a half ago or so. And um, there are some dogs in it, too. Uh, but there are a lot of cats in it. Um, I own a tarot deck that has cats in it. I don't use it for reading. Mm-hmm. I mostly use it for pretty and for looking at the, the cool cats. There are some very neat decks out there um but the everyday witch one has a a lot of cats in the pictures elizabeth alba was my illustrator and she did a really fabulous job and in fact she put magic cat in there and some of my other cats and uh, her dog rayo makes an appearance as well in, in your book you talk about a cat footprint for remembrance that's a wonderful idea i actually my vets did that for me. Um, it wasn't something that I would have thought of myself, but when I mm-hmm. brought Magic and then eight days later her brother Mystic, they asked me if I wanted them to do that. And what they do is they take a little piece of, you know, like, um, you know, it turns into sort of, you know, concrete or whatever. Right, right. But they, they press the kitty's paw in it, and so you have this little paw print wow. and or in mystic's case mystic was gigantic so in his case it was a very big paw print <laughs> um i brought their ashes home with me and mystic you know magic and her mother were in these tiny little boxes and mystic they had to use a small dog box for because he was just this even having lost all the weight when he was ill in the last you know months of his life he was just a huge huge cat really? he was he was see he was probably bigger than your little shih tzu wow yeah he was he weighed about 17 18 pounds when yeah. he came to, i live in a rickety old farmhouse and when he would come down the stairs the whole house would shake although some of that <laughs> might be the house yeah it was just thump, 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 thump. so yeah and there are other things that you can do um I clipped a little bit of fur mm-hmm. and and you know put that in a box. Um, I uh, I did with these particular cats. I when I sent them out to be cremated, I got their ashes back. I haven't always done that. These the these cats, you know, I didn't have a lot of choice. They were like, nope, we're coming home. Um, but you can also, I mean, you know, I have thousands of pictures. The very helpful Facebook is always saying, oh, remember this picture? It's like, yeah. yes, that's my cat that died. Thank you so much. That's lovely. Um, but, it, you know, it mostly makes me mostly makes me happy. Also in your book, it, you, you have something called a charmed bell for your cat's protection. 
Well, you know, you can you can charm anything. A bell is oh, easy. Okay. If you have a cat that wears a collar, mm-hmm. my cats that I have now don't because they all stay inside. I'm a big fan of indoor cats for a lot of reasons. But I did used to have cats that went outside. And if you have a cat that has a, a collar, you can put a little bell on it and and do some magical work on the bell to keep them safe. There's also a spell for keeping cats that go outside safe. Uh, where I live, I've got coyotes in the hills and foxes oh. and hawks and owls and a road that people drive down like craziness. Um, so I, my guys don't, don't actually go out, which is nice because in the middle of the night when you hear a horrible noise, you don't have to sit up and go, one, two, three, crap, where's the other one? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, there are spells for keeping them safe. And there are spells for, you know, keeping them healthy uh-huh. and also for trying to help them heal, um, you know, if they are mm-hmm. ill, uh, you know, right. that sort of things. There are spells for finding a lost cat if a cat gets out and uh, and you don't know where they are. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of – what I did was when I sat down to write this, I wanted practical things. I'm a very practical witch. Um, yeah, which is not to say that I don't have spiritual things going Mm -hmm. on, but it mostly, you know, I, I call myself the everyday, witch. my books are, you know, the everyday, witch A to Z, things like that, because it's all about integrating my spiritual beliefs as a witch and a pagan with my everyday life. And I just do that with the cat things too, is, you know, what, what what spells do I wish I'd had ten years ago you know, before I thought about doing this book? We've got about two minutes left. Um, what can you tell us about channeling your inner cat? Oh well, you know, cats can teach us a lot of things if mm-hmm. we're paying attention. You know, they're great at napping. Yeah, which you know, I I'm a big fan of napping. Me too. But when it one of the things that they do is when they when they need to rest, they rest. And as human beings, we kind of suck at that. Yeah. Um, and they play. We also often forget to play. Having three youngish cats, you know, they're all about a year old, these three. Mm-hmm. And they play all the time. And they've actually encouraged my older cat, Angus, who's 13. He's playing more than he has played in years because the kittens are reminding him to do that. And cats can remind us of the the need to play and to spend time, you know, embracing life. Because cats are nothing if not 100% full on into whatever they're into at the time. So what is your next project? Um, I'm actually working on a book for St. Martin's Press. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, The Witch's Primer. Um, a goddess empowerment book for the kick-ass woman, which I'm having a lot of fun with, is, you know, women can use a little help being kick-ass these days, and if a goddess can't help you do that, I don't know who can. So there's there's that, and I'm still working on my fiction writing career, mm-hmm. writing my Baba Yaga novels about, well, I don't know, witches, um, and, uh, you know, being, you know, bossed around by cats. <laughs> Well, as you know, you always have an open invitation here. We love Thank ha- you. We well, lo- you know, I have we'll- an Oracle deck coming out in September, so I might take you up on that. Uh, no, you're not going to take me. You're not might going to take me up on that. You are going to take me up on that. Yes, sir. Because uh, 
I, I love talking to you. I love your energy. You are a super lady. And I just want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. And I hope that you have much success in your life because you deserve it. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. All right, you take care of yourself, Deborah. And Exo Nation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Deborah Blake, visit her website, www.debrablakeauthor.com. The name of the book that we've been talking about this hour, in case it hasn't caught on yet, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. I'll be back on the other side of this news break on most of our affiliates. If not, and your network is going to be changing because of the different time zones at whatever part of the world you're in, thank you for joining us. And as I always say at the end of every show, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.